Welcome to the podcast Slagevännerna with me Emil Lövström. To assemble a group for the specific task to compete in the Eurovision Song Contest and to write a song that immediately stick in the head of the listeners might not feel like the most novel idea ever conceived, but also adding a Sami guy that's singing in the particular Yoik style to enhance the chorus is something way more original. I hear you calling me at night. Two thousand nineteen was the year when Norway surprised us all by receiving the top highest score from the viewers. And this for the occasion specifically constructed group are still active and have released eight singles in just over a year. Welcome to the podcast Slagevännerna, Tom Hugo and Alexandra Rotan from Kano. Hey. hey thanks <laughs> thanks so for much. having us. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Yeah, I was just out running and now I'm here and I'm super excited. <laughs> We're doing okay. We're ready to uh, release our album very soon and uh, hopefully be able to perform live. But you never know anytime soon. If not, we'll do something nice online. I have to ask, where is Fred Bullio? Oh, well, that's, the always, that's the best question. <laughs> It's always like that is the question popping up all the time where is fred uh you know uh he might be out in the forest somewhere he's a he's a nature boy so uh but he, he usually suddenly just appears okay i thought he maybe was afraid to participate in my podcast since i nearly hashtag me to him at Euroclub last year with a spontaneous kiss four o'clock in the morning after the contest <laughs> no he didn't say anything after that so he probably liked it <laughs> Tom, you competed for the first time in the Norwegian pre-selection Melody Grand Prix in 2013 with the song Det är du. Det är du, det är du, det är du, bara du är drömmen och målen, det finns många som ligner på mig. Was this a dream come true? Definitely. Uh, it was a dream since I was a kid to be in Eurovision. And uh, it took me three tries. And finally, it worked out the third time. Was this the first song you uh, sent into the pre-selection? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I think I sent in a couple of other songs as a songwriter, not not as an artist before. But yeah, that, it was the first time I had kind of like a plan to, to be part of it myself. You didn't qualify for the final, but we're back in 2018 with this song. I like, I like, I like. I wanted to be in, in Melody Grand Prix with the song that was about dancing with the moves you have because I'm, I I really like to be on stage but I'm not necessarily the best dancer and uh, it was a song about like joy, happiness 
and also the staging was very colorful uh, we had a lot of people with different expressions we had different age groups we had different sizes on stage so it was really just like this sing-along happy song it was a really nice experience and we had the audience really with us even though my eurovision heart knew that it might not be the winner from melody company but it was a it was it was a fun song and in that final you also competed alexandra Yeah, that's true. I did. <laughs> uh, you performed the song You Got Me, and I think we should listen to it here. Busy girl, but you first you got me going. You got me moving. You got me loving. You every day. You got me you, you, you got me reeling. Just from the feeling. You got my love, love, love in every way. You got me you you, you got me. This song you performed with the very well-known girl in this circles, Haba Haba Stella Mwangi. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, it was a song that I was given, actually, by uh, some Swedish guys who wrote it. And Stig Karlsson, the head of the uh, delegation in Norway, he knew that I really, really wanted to be a part of Melody Grand Prix because I texted him like every year. Hey, do you have a song for me this year? Hey, do you have a song for me this year? And then he sent me the song and... First thing, it was actually a guy who was going to rap it, but every guy rejected the song. So then he called me and he was like, what do you think about if I ask Stella Mwangi to be a part of the song with you? And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, I knew who she was. And for me, she's a huge celebrity. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how the song came through. And uh, the song is about the cheery feeling that you get when you're in love and that you feel that somebody got you going. So it's like an easy theme, but it's a cherry, lovable song. Uh, and yeah, it's catchy. I like it. <laughs> Did you two meet there and then or did you already know each other we uh had worked together once before when alexander was very young you were 18 or something like that i guess no, i was younger i think i you... was like 15 or 16 <laughs> yeah we, we were in the studio uh together with some japanese writers we had uh, invited over to write a song for a japanese girl band and uh, it was like yeah the producer i was working with back then he said yeah i know i know this girl she's got a great voice like young uh, talented and then uh, he called up alexandra and we met for the first time and uh, i was really impressed back then But of course, during Melodie Grand Prix uh, 2018, when I saw how really professional she was, I, I knew that I really wanted to, to work with Alexandra in the future. Tell me, guys, how did Kano take form? It started with uh, uh, the idea behind uh, Straight in the Sky. Uh, me and my husband wanted to write a song about acceptance of minorities and also celebrating and acknowledging uh, the battles that were won about being able to be who you are. So we, it was quite clear from the beginning that we wanted to collaborate with a Sami artist and songwriter. Uh, actually checked around with some friends of mine because we, we needed a Sami rapper. And then uh, Fred came up and I talked to Fred and he really loved the idea of, uh, of winning Eurovision and also the, the idea of the song. And uh, so we started then more of a, a sketch for the song. And then we got in touch with Alexander that also really loved the idea and the theme. And then, yeah, we had, we had formed the team, although our song was the last song to be selected for Melodie Grand Prix 2019. 
You you have a bit story about that, Alexandra. Oh my God, uh, true. <laughs> it feels so long ago, but Big called me with this song, Spirit in the Sky, and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, sure, this song is really cool. Uh, but then the next day, he also called me with another song that I was going to do myself. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I cannot. And then uh, he said, okay, but I don't know if Spirit in the Sky is going to be a part of the Norwegian selection. And then I said, yes, it has to be. I will not participate myself. I need to be a part of this group and be there with Spirit in the Sky. And that's how it actually got through. Otherwise, I don't think maybe it would. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And if Alexandra had chosen the other song, Spirit in the Sky wouldn't have been in Melody Gumpy. Yeah. Wonderful. And which was the <laughs> other song? I wasn't other song like this. Standing there myself on stage, I didn't feel the same thing that I did for Spirit in the Sky. Spirit in the Sky was something huge, something massive, something suitable for Eurovision. So yeah, the choice was quite easy for me. <laughs> you told us here, Tom, that the song changed much from its first conception to the final version. And I think I speak both for myself and all of my listeners when I say that we would love to have a listen to one of those early versions of the song. Okay, I can, <laughs> I can give you a, a short snippet here. Follow you until the day light shines away. I need a hero. I need my light. Her shining light waves will break away the night. I call it freedom. Our name is freedom. Please find me. Come find me. Cause I am dancing with the fairies now. They'll sing our name. I've got my light. Was this the only song Kano sent to Melody Grand Prix? Yes, it was the only song uh, because we knew that it was it was this song or no song. We had and we had a uh, we had a strong faith in the song uh, already from the, from the start. But when I finally got the call from Stieg. After he, he talked to Alexander, when Alexander said, no, it has to be a spirit in the sky. Then Steve called me in and asked me if, uh, if we wanted to join. And this was in like late November. And I don't, because we didn't hear anything, it was like, okay, they don't want the song. And I was kind of like almost forgotten about it. It was like, okay, it, it wasn't meant to be. So I remember I talked to Alex, my my husband, shall we really do it? Because now we only have one week to finish the whole song. It's like, we don't want to be a part of it if we just like, yeah, okay, the uh, the last song because we needed a filler. Like I talked with Alexandra and with Fred and we all said like, okay, let's just do this. And we talked to the producer of the song and we just like, he just booked the flights to Oslo and yeah, let's book two days in the studio, finish the song. Yeah, within one week we had the we had the production, the magical yoik part that is in in the mid late. That part wasn't created before we were in the studio, oh. because it was usually it was usually like it was supposed to be a rap there, and we had like Fred had like we have so many versions with Fred rapping, but then it was like okay let's try something else, and uh, I remember getting goosebumps when I heard Fred Yoik for the first time uh, in, in the studio because I've never heard that live being there and 
at that time, I know I knew that. Okay, we've got something magical. You really had, and in the final of Melody Grand Prix, the international jury were not a big fan of Spirit in the Sky. Of ten juries, only Israel gave you the vote and saved you to go further in the final. And this was nearly a nervous breakdown for me. How did you feel? I was so nervous. Uh, I mean, when the first flags were given, I was like, okay, we can still get some. But then when it was... <laughs> Israel, the last country, I was like, no, we're not going to get any flags and we're not going to go through. And I kind of I kind of didn't understand that because when we were on stage, we were also hyped to getting off the stage like this was a really good performance. We really felt it. Now we we performed for the country. So, yeah, getting that last flag from Israel, that was I was just screaming like, yes, you know. <laughs> and yeah, that really meant a lot because that meant that we might have a chance to win this entire thing. Yeah, and also we, the reaction we had from Norway was so strong and from the audience that we really felt that, okay, people like this. And so we were quite, uh, we were quite, uh, I, I was a bit surprised that we didn't get any points or any flags. When, when I've tried to analyze the jury results um, from 2019 as well, I think I've overrated how much Sami Yoik is actually known outside of the Scandinavian countries. Because we, we may see uh, comments like, oh, what, what is this? Is this kind of like a, uh, like a funny, funny singing from the guy, the ball guy? And I think that might have been some juries that really didn't, un- like, didn't know about Yoik, didn't know about this is actually like a thousand year old tradition, singing tra- tradition. And also because Fred is so lovable and likable on stage, he's smiling all the time because it's like it. Maybe they thought, okay, what what is this guy doing here? And kind of <laughs> really not understanding the whole tradition about Yoik. Because when you grow up with Yoik and know the the Sami uh, history and culture, you know how how like how powerful and how how strong the message is. I don't know if you're sitting uh, in a if you're a classically trained uh, musician somewhere, you might not understand that yeah you later won the gold final and uh, got a ticket to tel aviv yeah we did <laughs> yeah crazy as it sounds <laughs> tell me about your days in tel aviv oh they were amazing just landing there being picked up by this big black car straight out of the plane we were like okay this is really happening we're superstars now <laughs> but yeah uh getting to the arena and starting rehearsing everything felt so surreal like you know you see your vision on tv but being there is like an entire different experience everything is so professional and it's so serious uh but yeah i loved it being there being there with the other artists and uh meeting everyone from the entire almost entire world i mean people came from all around the world just to meet us and uh yeah it was an amazing experience that just went way too fast what do you remember tom i don't remember much to be honest I, it was like a bubble <laughs> that, but that's in general that uh, I'm, i'm getting old so now like the the, the short memory is really gone <laughs> i remember being in this zone where uh we were rehearsing every day and uh the the atmosphere and also like the interacting with fans was um, was amazing 
uh, it was really this um, adventure world that I really want to, uh, yeah, it's, it was something really, really cool. And it's one thing that I remember that gives, gives me chills every time I think about it. It's the moment when we're walking on stage while our postcard is playing. So you could just hear the cool music. And then I see Tom and Fred in front of me and they turn towards me and we're like, now it's happening. And that moment is just like, oh, you could just feel yourself getting into the zone like we're gonna sing for so many million people and to feel that we had that connection on stage that was like it warmed my heart maybe that's what helped our performance lifting it that was amazing do you remember anything that happened behind the scenes uh yeah i remember hearing a lot of vocal uh, warm-ups <laughs> like at one point it was so many people going on at the same time that i was just like okay I really need my headphones now because this is sounding like some crazy house. <laughs> During one of the the rehearsals of the, I think it was like the in, introduction we had, like how we were working or something. Then we were, it was one of the first times in the big arena and uh, me and and Duncan and Mahmoud snuck out uh, to go to the toilet. And then we saw like this huge arena, like, wow, this is much bigger than what we believe because we're just <laughs> seen like a small part of the whole uh, entrance area. And like, okay, yeah, this is going to be full with people. And oh, you, Alexander, do you remember the, what was the, the couple in white? Oh, yeah. It's Slovenia. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the thing that like, because if people believe that that was like I either one, they're extremely good method actors or two that in love or that obsessed with each other because they were they were actually like 24 seven walking around, holding hands, yeah, kissing in their own <laughs> bubble. And I remember like we're talking with Duncan because we were always like um, uh, next to Duncan when when walking, you know, like is this for real or what? He was so, like, yeah. oh my God, they are there again. He was like whispering <laughs> to me like, look, they're still kissing. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> I watched the dress rehearsal. And Fred's joke was not perfectly in tune, so I know that I thought there and then, oh my god, this will not go out so well. But you all nailed it at the grand final. It was fantastic. Thank you. It's something that happens to us, like, when we know this is it. It's just like we get, like, 100 times better than we were the rehearsal before. It's just something that we have. It happened in Oslo. It happened in the jury rehearsals, the dress rehearsals, uh, everything. Yeah, I think we need the extra and adrenaline when it, when it's for real in order to uh, to focus 100%. And I think also because both Fred and I and also Alexander, we're used to, we're live artists. Like, it's not like uh, me and Fred have been competing in a TV concept since we were kids, we are we need this the reaction from the audience in order to be at our uh, our best. And I think that you can really make see a difference from the from the artists that have a lot of TV experience how they they manage to be on the same level from from uh, the first rehearsal because they're used to being on only on the, in the studio with maybe a camera guy and maybe a few people in the audience, but they really never have been 
on the road playing in small clubs with no no monitoring or these big uh, arenas they're better at one one thing but i think at the end we all did well they all at the the acts were so good at the the grand final i remember i we, i was thinking wow we can never beat these guys because <laughs> they sing like yeah. yeah but you got most points from the people eight countries gave you the 12 points and Woo! seven countries gave you the 10 points but not a single expert jury did the same uh you said it before tom why do you think um the expert jury didn't um, understand the joke did you knew this love from the audience We kind of felt it, I think, uh, when we were traveling to all these free parties, because we kind of felt that us and the audience were always one. And we always went out meeting them after. Uh, and then people came up to us and they were like, oh, Spirit in the Sky is a cool song. It means a lot to me. And just to hear that kind of made me have the feeling that they know what we are doing. They know what our song is about. And I feel that that is quite essential when people are going to vote in Eurovision. They need to have a relation to uh, the act. So yeah, I had like one feeling that we have had a lot of fun traveling, meeting them, but I had no idea that we were gonna win televoting. That was like way out of my yeah, dreams. <laughs> After the Eurovision, you have become a force to reckon with. You have released eight songs and six of them you have written yourself. How many Kano songs are ready to be released? I don't know, how many have we got? <laughs> There's an, an on our album, 15th of May, uh, we got 10 songs. Some of the songs are already released, but there are some great new ones as well. And uh, I think we have a couple of other songs, up, uh, or we do have another a couple of other songs uh, in planning. But uh, yeah, we write songs all the time. It's so fun to work together. And uh, I feel that we, we get better and better. So we're, we're not uh, planning to stop anytime time soon. Lovely. Do you have any favorites among your songs? Uh, my favorite song, I mean, I like all our songs, but I think Dancing in the Smoke is a song that I love performing live. It does something to me, both because it's like this verse is like chill and uh, kind of breathy in the way we're singing it. And then you have the yoik in the dancing part. And then I just want to dance, dance, dance all night. Uh, so yeah, I really like that song. Well, I think all our songs are good. However, I think Black Leather must be my favorite right now. It's got some power in it, both in the lyrics and also uh, the performance. And of course, because it's a collaboration with uh, Charlotte Kamanik, a throat singer from, uh, from Canada. And I remember when we were in the studio and uh, she re started recording her throat singing, we were like, This sounds like nothing I've ever heard before. And uh, it was really cool to see how she was working together with the Yoik and together with our really poppy melodies. It makes me want to be in a, in a dark, big club 
dancing until uh, the very early morning. What's your favorite demo? I love Black Leather. The first time I saw it, it was actually when you you showed me the video, Tom, at uh, Prefecture yes. at Euro- Melody Festivalen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this song, and I also love the song Colors. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge in this song when you when you sing the first pre-chorus, Alexandra, it's goosebumps. Oh, thank you so much. It's a nice song. It's a uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely the most schlager song we have. <laughs> yeah, That's probably I love it most. <laughs> We're after skis and everything. <laughs> in the cards that you would ever compete in the Melody Grand Prix again? Or maybe well, in the I Swedish Melody Festival? Yeah. Maybe in Melody Festival. I don't know, like, we've, we're really happy with, with what we achieved. And, um, but it all depends. Like, if we, if we suddenly write a song that we feel, okay, this is a song that we feel is too good not to, uh, to send in to uh, Melody Grand Prix, and if they want us, and if the audience want us, you never know. But uh, but right now we're really happy with uh, with what we achieved last year. Thank you so much for this conversation, Tom and Alexandra. I hope to see more of you in the future, and perhaps in the Eurovision Song Contest again. Thank you so Thank much, you for, so having much for having us. It's an honor. Och jag hoppas Fred och jag kan hocka igen då, och jag krysser fingrarna för att min kärleste inte hör på detta. Det är satt vi på. Vi ska vi ska inte se nu. Men helt så hjärtligt i fred från mig. Det ska vi göra. Det ska vi göra. <laughs> I hear you calling me at night.